Alrighty, everyone, welcome back. This is Tavis Killian bringing you another episode of Monday Madness on December 19th, 2022. Merry Christmas, folks. I just got the Christmas tree up last night, so perhaps I am a bit of a late bloomer. Either way, the tree was only $10, so I really got to let my inner Scrooge shine. Ah, I'm just messing around with you. This is one of those times of year that is exemplified by giving. Reach out to those friends and neighbors who may be a little bit more lonely this holiday season. Give to someone who would not have expected it. In fact, you can give the gift of knowledge by sharing this very podcast with someone else who is curious about the world of energy. But I know you didn't come here to listen to me twist the true meaning of Christmas into the consumption of rare petrol media. You came here for the media itself. So let's take the next 10 minutes to dive into some of the most revealing statistics and insightful news stories regarding the state of the energy industry. WTI seems to have found its legs. Last week, it opened up at about $73 a barrel. It reached its peak on Wednesday and Thursday of last week at 77 and a half. Friday, it fell just a little bit higher than where it opened, so not a whole lot of change on the week. But now, we've got some volatility that seems to be pretty damn similar to what we saw last week. At the time of recording this podcast, the price is about $76. Brent stays leading with similar price movement pattern, but the spread between the commodities has shrunk a little bit to less than 450 This suggests increased interest in American commodities, but we will still have to see some long-term stability of a $2 or smaller spread for any significant interpretation. The spread seems to ebb and flow as it continues to grow and contract, so like I said, until we see weeks of maybe a very small spread or a very large spread, then we can read into it just a bit more. U.S. natural gas prices are quickly deflating. Last week, we spent a few moments above $7. This week, we opened just above $6 with the current price of $5.87, so it's headed down. Ouch. Certainly not what you would have expected given current weather patterns and political events, but patience will likely be key here. Large part of decreasing commodity prices could be related to policies being enacted regarding the price caps in the EU and the ability for the U.S. to deliver, but more on that later. Next is the rig count. The most recent data shows that the U.S. experienced a four-rig decrease last week, bringing us to a total of 776 rigs, which is still 197 more rigs than we had this time last year. Basin by basin, we see a surprisingly great week for the Haynesville as it adds three rigs to its total. This was counterbalanced by the DJ Niobrera in Eagleford and Williston, each losing one rig. State by state, this puts Louisiana up two and Alaska and Mexico up one. Otherwise, we have a stocking stuffed with assorted losses between Colorado, North Dakota, Oklahoma, Texas, and Wyoming. Even the Gulf of Mexico found a way to lose three wells. Most of the emphasis and change has shifted towards gas wells, though the horizontal well category remains king. With the way commodity prices are heading, I wouldn't bet on huge gains to the rig count anytime soon. Folks at this point aren't just happy to be out of 2020, but there is still a severe lack of funding going into new projects. Companies are continuing to pay down their debts and divesting away from things that maybe don't fit their portfolios so well. It all sounds negative, but don't worry. The year-over-year change is still majorly positive, and that is a much more meaningful stat. Lastly, of course, is the inventory report from Nick Fernhout. He's headed on vacation soon, so the next two issues will be written by yours truly, though he's been doing an excellent job. Here's the text from last week's report, just in case you missed it. 
The market was due for a swing in the other direction, and today, that swing came, and boy, did it ever. Not only did we depart from the month-long pattern of draws, but the build this week is a large one at over 10 million barrels. Not only surprising for us at home, but apparently to those at the EIA too. They had forecasted a draw of over 3.5 million barrels. The API also forecasted a decent-sized draw of around 4 million barrels, but they must have also been surprised when they went to fill out the actual column, which, well, they had to put down a build of 7.8 million. Sure, not nearly as large, but still significant compared to previous weeks. This week's build has largely been attributed to weak global demand for oil. Economies are slowing, particularly in China. Another factor playing a part in this week's over 10 million barrel build is the SPR. This week's SPR change was 4.7 million barrels of crude released. So releases from the SPR are slowing. However, it is yet to be refilled. Like oil inventory, gasoline is also up this week. Gasoline prices have followed the laws of supply and demand and are, much to the consumer's delight, on average down this week. The national average now sits at $3.193, right about the same it was this time last year. Gas in Hawaii is the only place where it is more than $5 a gallon, while in Texas it costs $2.653 a gallon. Diesel has become $0.17 cents cheaper this week and is, for the first time in a long time, now under $5 a gallon. Inventories of diesel are beginning to catch up to where they should be in the midst of slowing economies and a worsening COVID situation in China. Propane and propylene stocks have remained strong, although they are flattening out over the last two weeks or so. Thank you again, Nick, for another stellar report. That closes off our statistics section and brings us to the current events. We're talking about gas earlier, so it only seems fitting that we consider a recent price cap announced by the EU. The European Commission originally suggested a cap of 275 euro per megawatt hour, though other pro-cap countries argued that was far too lofty of a goal. Poland, Belgium, and Greece all acknowledged that the cap needs to be lower than 200 euro per megawatt hour in order to make an effective difference. Germany supported the gas cap, but raised a further interesting point. A price cap could negatively impact Europe's ability to attract natural gas supplies in already competitive markets. I mean, it's a no-brainer when you say it, but considering how far they've chased this idea, I, I don't think anyone else has mentioned it. After all, who wants to sell commodities at a severe discount if they could deliver it to, well, any other market that desires it and is willing to pay the price? Once triggered, this cap will prevent trades being done on the front month and front year contracts at a price higher than $35 above a reference price that comprises existing LNG assessments. This will allow the block to bid above market prices if they need to attract gas in tight markets. While it appears that they will move ahead full force on the cap, other organizations have voiced their concerns. The European Federation of Energy Traders said, quote, even a short intervention could have severe unintended consequences in harming market confidence that the value of gas is known and transparent, end quote. I, for one, share this concern. Why would China want to send LNG to anyone within the European Union if Norway is right next door and willing to pay something that is closer to a fair price considering global market economics? I hate to say it, especially around this Christmas season, but the free market operates with many players operating in a transparent fashion. It does not, however, operate on goodwill and kindness. Rather than working to better secure their own energy resources, the developed world continues to avoid the root of the issue and manipulate markets for its own benefit as energy becomes tighter globally. 
All of these so-called solutions, I say that with air quotes, are kicking the can down the road, and I shudder to think where millions might find themselves next Christmas. Unfortunately, some are struggling with the worst of things this Christmas. Russia continued its attack on Ukraine by targeting the capital of Kiev with self-exploding drones and cutting power supply. Ukraine has been receiving near-unlimited funds and weapons to fuel their defense, so they were able to shoot down 30 of the 35 drones. Russia has targeted critical infrastructure and continues to do so along with transmission lines in order to disrupt the flow of energy without directly throttling gas supplies, or at least any more than they already are. Now it seems Putin has traveled to Belarus to meet with the president, his strong ally. Some are speculating that this is a meeting for Putin to push Belarus forward in taking a more hands-on role in the invasion. If this is true, I believe we have laid the perfect foundation for a large-scale war in Europe. I sure hope it isn't World War III if it does continue to escalate, but much of the West seems intent on sticking its nose in places it doesn't belong. If a war emerges, energy resources will only become that much more difficult to come by. Folks, this is a strange time to find oneself in. In a world of globalized production, efficiency, and effective new technologies, we find ourselves short of many of our needs. Any energy policy that continues to push us further down this path is an ignorant and direct attack on the underprivileged in our society. In our pursuit of a clean future, we have stretched the wallets of the lower class to the breaking point. So far, our trajectory in recent years has not really changed all that much. One of the best things you can do to continue in protecting yourself is learn. Learn as much as you can about markets and energy landscapes. The Rare Petro podcast will continue to put out engaging and informative content that gives you the tools you need to become the best energy professional you can possibly be. If this podcast isn't enough, then go ahead and check out our website, which is fresh with written periodicals and news from all over the world. This has been Tavis Killian with Rare Petro, and until we see you next time, take care, everybody.